When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest, um, greatest, greatest podcast in the history of mankind here at Chronicle Towers. Everything is black and white. Join me, Neil Cameron, today is Lee Ryder and young Andrew Fowler. Looking younger than ever today, if you don't mind me saying so. Yeah. And while it's been a quiet week, International Week, and we've got a few days, we're more than a few days before QPR, there's still plenty to talk about. But of course, first of all, we, the only thing really is worth talking about is Scotland are now the greatest football team in the <laughs> world, beating Ireland, that we're going to thrash you mob tomorrow about 26 now, aren't we? Well, it, it seems like <laughs> it's, all, it's all teed up um, for that. Uh, but to be fair, it's... It's a fixture that I've I've heard mixed opinions on. You know, I know some people who are actually going up to the game; they're looking forward to it. And then I've heard some people saying, "Well, do we need this at this stage of the season?" That's fair enough, I think. Yeah, because yeah. it could be a good old blood and thunder. It could well be. Yeah, I mean, but the fans that they're going to be up for it. I think the ones who are obviously going. You know, fourteen years ago since this fixture happened. Yeah. Last in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, the game at Wembley not so long ago was quite a good game. It was a cracking game, actually. And I really enjoyed it. It kind of reignited my you know, passion for watching international football. So hopefully it's along, along them lines. I mean, people talk about the injuries, don't they? But you can get injured at any time in football. You know, it doesn't matter if it's internationals or you know, club games, European games, Europa League games. You're always liable to get injured. So I don't really see that as a valid point. But I do see the... The logic and the people that are saying let's let's have this game at the end of the season, so yeah. it's something to look forward to. I mean, I mean, you're old enough. You you are, <laughs> and you, you probably didn't know Scotland had a team to be able. To, I couldn't blame you for that. But there's a big Newcastle United connection in these games. I've written a piece about it um, tomorrow. Certainly, players from the northeast. But you know, Gaz LK was at Rangers at the time, scoring that goal, which is mm. I hate to say it, but one of the most wonderfully sublime finishes I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And of course, 1996, that game, Alan Shearer scored the first goal within a matter of weeks. He was a 15 million pound world record buy for the club, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, interesting memories. Uh, certainly, I think that game in Euro '96, uh, you know, from the kind of brink of despair penalty. Being missed. Yuri Geller, of course, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> the ball, the ball just seemed to roll, roll slightly in one direction, and then, you know, Gaza get the fantastic goal. Um, so it's it's a, it is a special fixture. Um, obviously, you know, the Euro 2000 qualifier 
the last time this game happened, Paul Scholes getting a couple of goals. Gates said lads scored for Scotland. <laughs> Aye, so it's it's got there's 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 plenty of uh, you know talking points going into the game. Um, just hope it's a good good game and uh, hopefully there's not too many injuries for yes. Premier League managers to. Do you know I met Yuri Geller once oh, in Tel Aviv? Right. I'm sure I was there covering Celtic playing someone. And myself and some other Scottish hacks, would you believe, we were a couple of beers down, we saw him and started singing Yuri, Yuri, bend as a spoon. And he did. Wow. He also lived two doors <laughs> along from Alan Pardew. He used to... Wow. There you go. My Yuri Geller knowledge is just goes on and Very on forever. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, Andy, we'll come to you in a minute, honestly. But, Lee, where are we at the, at the moment with the, the walking wounded or the not walking wounded? This is a QPR on Saturday, but a few bumps and bruises at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, media beads, obviously... Fractured his toe. We we think um, you know nothing confirmed by United as yet. Um, Calacini and Steven Taylor, you know, both had knocks. You know, one going into the West Brom game, one coming out. But I don't think there's anything fresh on that on that one. Um, despite you know some of the things we've, we've read this morning, I think you know Taylor's going to be back in training and Calacini will be assessed. So there's there's them two to to possibly you know come back in and. Manu Riviere possibly back from injury which yeah, right. another option he's so, been forgotten about a little bit a wee bit unfortunate yeah. I, again I, th- I think that he's, he's done he's not been brilliant but I think there's there's a, a, again a player in there you mm. know that we can see well, let's see Media Bead mm. a broken toe if he was to miss even just one game that would be a massive blow wouldn't it yeah. I know maybe T.O. he could come back and what have you but he has been brilliant Andy hasn't he, he? Is, if, for, for, for a bead and for Newcastle because again he's you know out of the team comes back in and it's a team reunited it's a team in form and, and, that's, and that's what you want and it's a nasty little injury one it'd be more frustrating than anything else because once he once he's back you know if he's out for one game two get whatever he's out for it will it will be a big blow because people coming back Riviere for instance he went out and you know started the season wasn't great now he goes out of the team comes in Cisse Perez bagging goals you know he's now a player that he wants to get in he wants to be a part of it and I think that's the thing at the moment Nobody wants to pick up an injury because it's a team on the roll. They're on the right side of results now. And it's with something, like you say, talk about injuries and internationals. I think half of them would be going, do you know what, wrap me in cotton wool yeah. because now it's back into some good fixtures for Newcastle. We're talking about Paul Gascoigne there. I want to talk about another former Newcastle player, and that's Johan Gabay. You probably know where I'm going with this, Lee. <laughs> it, it does look like he's going to be leaving PSG in January, whether temporary or, or on a full-time deal. I, I don't know. There's been a few suggestions he's coming back to England would you like the club to make a move, even if it were just for the rest of the second half of the season? Say, come back, play with us. You, you know, you know the situation well. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you take that, or are you? Are you? Are you the mind that well? He decided to leave. So good player that he is. Let's look on somewhere else. I don't think that you can have too many good players at a football club. Absolutely, and he's definitely a good player. Um, it's it's where he fits in. Um, would would you throw him straight back in the team now? The team is settled. That said, you know, last season the best run for the team was, you know, November December kind of time well, when he was, was brilliant, wasn't he? Red hot form, which really earned him his move to PSG. Uh, I don't like to. St- I'm not one of these who likes to see players leave and and, and fail miserably. Yeah. Um, but that appears to be what what what's happened to him. So I don't like to see that. But for me. He went there. He knew, you know, he wasn't going to be the main man because mm-hmm. it's a club full of mega stars, a lot of money, a lot of egos walking around. Um, bit different in Newcastle. So, so really, 
he's now got to kind of reignite his own career. Um, you know, he's got his he's going to his peak years now. Let, let, let's be fair. Um, whether you know he comes back to Newcastle, we'll see. But if the if there is a possibility of getting him on loan, then you know it's certainly one you wouldn't. You wouldn't turn your well, nose Well, I, t- I tell you, Lee, I love elegant footballers, and he is one of the most elegant I've ever, ever seen. I've watched God knows how many games. I, I, w- I would take him back in mm. a second, I, I have to say. Andy, what's your take on Mr Kabaya? Are you one of these? Well, he's left. Good luck to him. Don't have him back. No, or as Lee says, you cannot have enough he, good players yeah, if you I'm, want to I'm, do I things. I think I'm in Lee's corner with this one. You, you, you can't. The problem would be if he comes back If he comes back on loan, you have to play him. And the reason you have to play him is because there's no point in taking him on That's loan good otherwise. Yes, so absolutely. If he, if, if he comes back, then, then he ha- he has to play, and then you're looking and saying, well, who does he who does he replace? Because you know, all the players in the team at the moment have earned. Ah, but that's competition, mix. isn't it? You it know, is. and the best players respond to that. And if he does come in and somebody it is. falls out, then that's yeah, not the good I, of the team. Absolutely, and the reason these players are in is because they've been given chances and and they've taken them. If he's only, uh, it'd be it'd be tough. It'd be tough on some of the younger players to take. However, like you say. Competition, training. There's a bit more of that vibe, but you know, because he would, he would be welcome back. I do think, yeah. you know, no, I don't think you can begrudge him. You know, he played really well. He went, he off, you know, went off to PSG. I would, I would have him back. Why, why wouldn't you? I don't think there are many teams in the Premier League that wouldn't take him back, even for this, and, for six months. And the interesting thing is, he has played, albeit briefly, in the Champions League. Yeah. So he can't join another Champions League side this season. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right in saying so. It's not as if. He could walk right into the Arsenal side or, or, or whoever. But we'll, we shall see where that goes. Lee, we'll talk on Friday um, more about QPR. But what's your thoughts on it just now? They're not a great... I, th- I don't think um, anyone expected them to pull up trees, but they've probably been a bit more disappointing than we thought because a lot of money spent there. A couple of familiar faces coming to St James. It just adds a little bit of, yeah. adds a little, little bit of spice to what's a big game anyway. Yeah, I mean, Joey Barton coming back, I mean... Is this, his, is this his first game back? It'll be his first game back uh, with, with a kind of senior side, obviously. He came back for Steve Harper's testimony. Oh, right, OK. So he's, he's had the warm reception. Uh, and I think he'll get a warm reception again because he's one of the players that stuck with the club when they got relegated, uh-huh. uh, helped the team get promotion. Um and you know, I think he is well liked by most Newcastle fans. You, you got to know him quite well. Yeah. You're, you're always very interesting, and I, it doesn't surprise me hugely that the, the image we've got of him is actually not true. He is a good lad. He's a clever guy. You know, he's got a little switch there, but maybe yeah. we all have. But yeah. you, you've always sp- spoke about him very warmly. Yeah, I mean, for for me, when Joey was here, the, you know, he made mistakes. You know, he made mistakes early in his career. And he's made. He's, made <laughs> he's consistent. He's made mistakes <laughs> since, but I think. He's, he's an honest working class lad that you know he wants to do well wants wants to be liked and and you know he has got ability that I mean that's I'm a football reporter I judge him on what he does mm-hmm. on a football pitch what he'd done on a football pitch for Newcastle most of the time he'd done very well he had his disappointments when he got sent off and he got involved in a few stupid things but once his last season for Newcastle once he channeled mm. all of that aggression properly you know he was he was talked about as an England call-up and he didn't get it because obviously of what came beforehand but I always found him a really interesting person to interview he would have time for you, he would sit down and you know, he was Oh, it wasn't just the usual cliched stuff. Well, that's that, that that's, most footballers come out with. Uh, it's funny you should say. I think that's even though he does say some silly things and things I don't agree with. At least 
if you sat down with your tape recorder from a journalistic point of view, he's one of the guys you know, as we were saying in our business, you get a line from. You get you can go back to your sports editor um, and then say... I've got Joey Barton saying this, and you're, yeah. you're going to get your partner back that day, aren't yeah. you? And he, he does have things to say. What do you make of young, Mr. Uh, not so young Mr. Barton? Yeah, I like him. I think he's one of those guys that you have in your team, and he's a great person to be around in the team. And I think he would, like, you know, stuck with the club. He's always one of those guys. He's a team player. And wherever he goes, you know, when he was out at, at Marseille, he seemed to love it out there in terms of being with around the team, and it's, he's all about that. And I think he's one of the players that brings something like that to your team. He's one of those players that you wouldn't want to play against too often because not like you know you, not so much that he's not a bad footballer, but you're going to get a little bite, a little nibble. But that's what he offers you, and that's that's part of the charm of him. You wouldn't make a full team of eleven out of, of Joey. No, Martins, I think that I think that would madness lies. To be honest would, with you, he's definitely he definitely brings something to your team that actually I think people like people want to have a character. He's a character, and that's what um, he's good. No, it'd, it'd be exciting, and like Lee says, I think the reception. Um, you know, at the testimonial that he played when he snapped uh, to Canio. So he did. Uh, when, I forgot when, about yeah, that. Yeah. Through the back of it. And you know, <laughs> what, he played, as the Canio played up to the villain on that part, he played up to the uh, the, the prince. In, yeah. in that. So he's he's good one. He's a good one for the crowd. Yeah, I like. I mean, I mean, I, <laughs> my my great memory of him was the four four against Arsenal. Yeah. You take Joey Barton out of that equation, we wouldn't have got that result. Mm. We'd have got. It could have been even yeah, more oh, yeah. than it was. He. He, well, whether whether or not we can say he got the RB sent off in oh, that yeah, game yeah. is it's a little bit controversial, but he certainly got him sent off. <laughs> he influenced the situation. Yeah, that's a very good. You know, his team's four 0 down. All of a sudden, Arsenal went from cruise control to sixes and sevens. Someone's been sent off, but it was still four 0 But he kept mm. the team going. He scored two ice cool penalties in that game as well. And you know they got a point from nothing. Nearly won the game. Yeah. If you remember, yes. uh, Kevin Nolan inches wide, uh, which you know the roof would have came off at the Gallagher end. I always say that. Um, but that was the type of game where it, it helped Newcastle because of his his kind of gamesmanship. When Newcastle first got promoted, you know there was a couple of games where he was getting like he was taking all the stick. You know, all all of a sudden the focus was off the team and it was on Joey Barton going all these grounds, getting booed taking it all which is you know it's mm. hard to take you know constant provocation he took it all he helped the team stabilise in the first season and he played his part and you know some people might not like Joey Barton but for me I, I try to look at the positive things he's done at Newcastle yes he made his mistakes I'm not condoning any of that but what he contributed on the pitch when he was fit I thought it was very good. Before, before we wrap up, I say, well, we'll, we'll look ahead. We'll look to the game later on in the week in a, in a bit, just a bit closer. But uh, Harry Redknapp, he came fairly close, didn't he? Or, or did he come fairly close to become the Newcastle manager? Um, from what we're led to believe at the time, he was a candidate for the job right. when Sam Allardyce left. Um, after he was at Portsmouth at the time, old he was Harry, at Portsmouth wasn't he? At the time, yeah. Um, didn't end up coming off that one. Uh, obviously, we've got Kevin Keane instead. But it would have been interesting to see what a Harry Redknapp five or six years ago could have done at Newcastle, you know, because obviously he won the Cup at Portsmouth, didn't he? And yeah. He'd done all right at Tottenham oh, and right. the Champions League. So, you know, whether he would have been the right fit for Newcastle, I don't know. Maybe you. you... Uh, I, I see, I've, I've never. 
again, I actually interviewed him when I was when I was just a young pup, and he was really really nice to me um, when he was at West Ham. So I'm always a bit biased just because he did that. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a brilliant football manager. I think he's been lucky in his career. Uh, but I don't. But I, I tell you he's what, old school, I, isn't he? he is, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a, there's a lot, a lot of players that worked under him said that he, he's more than just what he gives out. He's got a far keener brain than maybe what he, what he would let you into. Are you a fan of old yeah, Harry? I, I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind Harry. Right now. I, th- I think he would have. I think he would have actually done quite well in terms of the whole club. Newcastle, you know, if you Portsmouth, we know their, how their finances have gone. I think he would have worked well under constraints. Um, I, I, w- I will have to be honest. I was never in the Harry Redknapp for England. No, camp. no, no. I, 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 I was, but that's because I'm Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind him as a manager. He's all right. I do get a bit one of the uh, TV channels that seems to love him a little bit too much yeah. on a certain day of the uh, of the year. I'm, I don't subscribe to any of that. Seems like he does all right. He seems like a bit, he's a bit of a man manager. Um, however, like you say, I think he's a bit sharper than he would like us to believe. Um, so a little bit, I think, is, is for camera. But again, he's 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 good. He give he give you a, a line um, oh, every, every time you. He's not exactly shy of telling you what he thinks of a certain player who give, may give, give us a line for the bookies, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you a quick, yeah. quick line about Harry, and I know obviously QBR will be coming up this weekend, um, and I know he, as I say, he's old school. And he will buy the copy of the paper, the Chronicle, on Friday night, and he'll sit and read that, possibly over a glass of red wine. I don't know. You can add as much gold dust to that <laughs> scenario as you want. But I always remember Portsmouth came up here. They absolutely thumped Sam Aldice's team 4-1. Uh, it was like three and a half to 20 minutes or something crazy like that, and it was just embarrassing. And uh, after the game, um, he came past uh, the press lads, and someone had made a prediction in the paper and uh, said it was going to be a draw, the game. And he just went past me and, oh, yeah, you went and he pointed to the particular journalist and he said, oh, yeah, you tipped us for the draw last night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. 4-1 in the end, wasn't it? Yeah. And just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt to have his glass of wine. I just thought, yeah, well, you know, he's done his homework. On that. Yeah. God, I'm going to have to actually write something good to the end of it. Case <laughs> yeah. Harry's reading it. Yeah. I'm going to struggle. Nice <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I really, 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 really like Harry Redknapp. He should be the manager of Real Madrid. Uh-huh. Guys, well, we'll speak to you <laughs> later on in the week before the QPR game. But thanks for listening in to our utter nonsense. I hope you like my Yuri Geller story. Lee Ryder didn't. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big, short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.